let's stay in Alberta for the next 15 minutes. Uh, there was a bit of a moment this week that kind of sums up the political climate in the province right now. Uh, on Thursday, they unveiled a portrait of former Premier Rachel Notley uh, at the legislature, and the current Premier, Daniel Smith, decided to break tradition and skip it, sending one of her deputy ministers or deputy premiers instead. She later sent uh, a note explaining why she had a meeting, apparently. Um, now, of course, Notley is still leader of the opposition. Uh, the NDP, and is Smith's foe in the upcoming election in the spring. So there are some extenuating circumstances. Still, it's kind of out of the ordinary, isn't it? Bad form, I would say, bad form. But it does say something about just how um, uncivil, would that be the right word, Alberta politics is getting right now. Few know uh, what goes on behind the scenes in Alberta politics, as well as my next guest, Stephen Carter, is a political strategist. He's president of the Decide of Decide campaign, and he joins us now. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks very much for having me, Ben. Very nice to chat with you. Yeah, so tell me what you made of that. I mean, it, it's, it, sometimes little things symbolize big things, right? And in this week, we had the Sovereignty Act and all kinds of stuff going on. This unveiling of the portrait seemed to say a whole lot without saying too much. Well, I mean, the unveiling of the portrait was just, it's just petty. Um, you know, premiers are busy people, to be to be sure, but they make time for one another. Uh, in fact, Rachel Notley's father, one of his closest relationships, Grant Notley was the leader of the opposition, and one of his closest relationships was, was with Premier Lougheed at the time. Uh, you don't have to be uncivil to people that you serve with. And unfortunately, the right wing at, at this particular moment in Canada seems to feel that it's a uh, sign of weakness to to back down at all or to support the people across the aisle in any way, shape, or form. Speaking of not backing down, the Sovereignty Act, Bill 1, is now uh, passed. It's not law yet. It hasn't had royal assent. Uh, what do you make of, of the impact of it? It seems like a tempest in a teapot. Again, I was saying I grew up in Quebec. I knew all about taking time to worry about uh, matters of Ottawa and the Constitution when we should be worried about health care and other things. But uh, what's your take on, on the strategy behind this and how effective it'll be? Clearly, this is what the UCP are going to go into the election holding up as one of their main pillars. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird thing to celebrate, isn't it? I mean, there's a time when you've got Alberta families, uh, w you know, waiting in line in a mobile trailer at the Alberta Children's Hospital. It seems weird that the first thing that you would push through is the uh, the Sovereignty Act, which, you know, you've backed away from. You, you're not really pushing uh, the, the, the fullness of it that you campaigned on. And no one really knows what it's designed to do because we've never been told what the benefit is for us as Albertans. There's something about holding Ottawa to account, but how? Like, why? What is it exactly that we're aiming for here? There is no specifics. Instead, there's just rhetoric, and uh, that rhetoric has a lot of us worried. I, I just heard a commercial on uh, as I was waiting for you about British Columbia having cheap daycare. Well, that's one of the things that may be targeted under the Sovereignty Act, where they may go back and undo Premier uh, Jason Kenney's decision to open up uh, daycare in the province of Alberta. I'm not sure that's why Danielle Smith was elected. I'm not sure that that's why uh, people, you know, how she people want her to govern in our province. Has she tapped into something, though, that, that lies there? I mean, I remember, again, you know, over the years, you do get the sense that there's an anger, a certain anger with a frustration with Ottawa. Uh, how do you let it manifest itself electorally? I mean, what is the right approach now to an Ottawa, you know, to legislation that people not just in Alberta, but elsewhere too, not everyone clearly, uh, does think sort of steps across a line. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because Ottawa 
there's never been an Alberta premier or probably even a British Columbia premier that hasn't been able to pick up votes to win, you know, by attacking Ottawa. It's, it's the oldest play in the playbook. It works every single time. And I could understand if that's what she was trying to actually achieve. Um, but it's not what she's actually trying to achieve. She's actually trying to undo the civil powers that exist in our, in our society. And that's where she's gone off. And I could also see it if it was working electorally. If electorally she had a better chance of winning because she passed this act, then that makes sense to me because I'm a person who believes in winning in campaigns. But it's not working. And in fact, she's tanking in, 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 in Calgary where she absolutely must win if she's going to be successful in the next campaign. She's absolutely tanking. And right now, if the election were held today, she would just be absolutely swept out of office. This is not a winner. It's, I mean, Calgary's, Calgary's where this next election is going to be decided. One has, yeah. one can tell that already. Uh, I, you know, we were talking to the head of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. They weren't happy, although I guess some changes were oh, made. Yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, the mayor, of course, someone you know well, um, yep. came out too and sort of said, we weren't consulted on this. We weren't, it wasn't talked about. Um, do you think those concerns, I mean, those concerns are clearly legitimate if it's been that much of a, of a unified chorus saying, what is this and why do we need it? I ran a campaign against Danielle Smith in 2012 when Alison Redford was elected as premier. And in that campaign, Danielle Smith's greatest weakness was her inability to shift and reflect what the actual voters wanted versus what she wanted with her ideological friends. And it looks like history is repeating itself. She's unable to shift to what the people want, and instead she's reflecting only what her ideological friends believe. And that is suicide for, for an, an elected official. We, you know, we, you've had a long history in British Columbia of politicians who reflect the electorate, you know, whether it's uh, Christy Clark or, or um, you know, you, you know, or any of the others who co- have come subsequently. I mean, I think that this is a, you know, all, pop, all popular premiers are good premiers because ultimately popularity is what reigns. And here in Alberta right now, there is no popularity for Daniel Smith within the two big cities. It'd be like losing the entire lower mainland and expecting to hold on to government. Now, you know, she's, she's, you know, this bill, bill one was, was altered somewhat after a lot of criticism, uh, you know, justified criticism. Uh, do you think yeah. that now that this is done, now that she's held this up, this is what she campaigned on for leadership. Now this allows her to go do all the other stuff. Well, I think that she'd be wise to move that direction. I think that by passing it in the dead of night, Uh, She knew that there was no opportunity to actually make hay on it. She couldn't back away from it without facing really a a significant penalty from the electorate and from uh, from the media especially. But she could get it passed and get it forgotten. And I think that that's where this bill is going to rest, um, you know, until it's uh, approved into law at least. Um, it's, It's going to be forgotten, and she's better off to start focusing on uh, issues that that she's brought forward, like property rights, or uh, God forbid, she should actually start doing some, some something meaningful about uh, the real issues in Alberta, especially around healthcare. Stephen Carter, thank you so much for your time on this Friday night. I really appreciate uh, the call. Thanks for for thinking of me.